0: Welcome uh, to talk comics to me. I'm I'm Heather and I'm Champ, and this is issue I think number three. Three, yeah, two I guess technically maybe three because we did one was the first like when we introduced ourselves. So technically, technically three. Okay, yeah, we'll do. Well, this is issue number three, and we have a
1: special thing to talk about today. Uh, an actual book for once, not just about us. Um, I mean, it is also about us. Well, yeah, I mean, like, we're going to be talking about us for sure. But the subject of this issue is
0: an actual comic. Yeah, by the name of, of Daytripper. Yes, we will be discussing Daytripper. If you are unfamiliar with Daytripper, it is a very, very heavy, heavy book. While well, at the same time being very, like, ex expiring. Inspiring. Okay. Yes. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? So basically follows a man named Bras de
1: Olivias Domingos. Is that... Sounds, sounds okay? as good as I could do it. Um, during different periods of his life and each story ends the same way with his death. That's...
0: Yep. that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's, that's just what the book is about. Each chapter is kind of split up um, with significant moments throughout his life
0: and why they were significant yeah and his death kind of puts a nice little not a nice little period but a period to that time in his life and kind of gives you this idea that if you know his life was to end there these were the things that were at least accomplished within that time
1: what i got from day tripper anyway like my general overview of the entire book was it's just a story of the human condition it's about, you know, the joys that we share, the tragedy and the loss that everyone has to face. And I, I think, like, if I had to sum it up with, like, one sentence, it would just be every moment in life is filled with meaning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's exactly what I took out of the book itself. And I think it does a little bit of it does a really good job of putting that there in the forefront of you just kind of like sure every issue ends in his death but death doesn't necessarily have to be you know such a such a sad thing I suppose like I understand that it's like so final and it's hard to wrap your mind around but at the same time like you have so much that you lived and granted like you're not here to remember that but there's so many people around that like are and like yeah every moment matters and just like you can touch every single person's life in a different way and they can kind of, like, interpret you in a different way. Yeah, I I really enjoyed also,
1: like, you know, each chapter, as we mentioned, it does, like, end with his death, but throughout each of the chapters you see, like, he is a, he's very human. Like, oh, yeah. You get to see him struggle with, like, trying to find his place in the world and, like, dealing with, like, family and his own family's death. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the birth of his child, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, like, getting married. Like, I I love that he's constantly trying to find his place in this world while also trying to make his own life. Yeah,
0: it's really relatable in that way. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we all have to go
1: through those struggles. And I, I also think it's interesting, like, us as, you know, Americans reading it because it is set in Brazil. It takes place in a completely culturally diverse place that is like completely different from how we've lived but like we can still relate to it because again it's the human condition Mm -hmm, it's it's very fascinating
0: and I mean that kind of puts in like another perspective that we wanted to talk about we're just like the culture cultural differences between like the two the two places and I think that is something that does kind of like come through within like the book itself just because you see how like how tight-knit the families are more so than they are in America. Like how, like, you know, every part of the family is always included, it seems like, in all of these big events. I also read an article that was saying, like, you know, most Brazilian parents move in with their kids. It's something like they just kind of all stay together a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. So it's just really interesting to kind of take in that way as well. Yeah, I, I had also
1: read something after the... Chapter where he's a young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, they go to their families, like uncles, cousins, like aunts or whatever, for the weekend. And apparently, in like Latin America, that is a very common thing for them to do because family ties and like values and stuff are very, very important. That's like the most important thing to people mm-hmm. there, which is crazy because oh yeah, <clears throat> coming from you know. A family that isn't very close at all uh, I see my family maybe once a year so reading about a, a family that is like close-knit and where it is a, an every weekday thing is a very strange thing
0: yeah yeah
1: and it's also interesting to read about how that affects like his life as he gets older too. oh yeah for it's... sure
0: for sure I think it's one of those things too it's just it's just an interesting delve into like his personality personality and like the perspective within him
1: yeah and when like he starts his own family and how like how he was raised how it affects him and his
0: his own family his wife and his mm-hmm. kid and stuff like that yeah all right so we're gonna kind of break down each chapter of day tripper and kind of go over it i guess loosely or self-slash also in depth yeah to an extent um Like, we'll
1: talk about, like, the big moment in his life that that chapter revolves around, and then
0: his death. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't want to read Day Tripper, that's fine. We'll read it to you. We're reading it to you right now, (laughs) or at least giving you all of the good stuff. Yeah. And if you do, you know, maybe this will get you to do it. Or, you know, I'm sorry. You never know. I might be ruining it for you, so... But you have the opportunity to shut this off now. Yeah. So. Okay, so first issue of Day Tripper, like we said before, each issue breaks down a different year in Ra's life. And so this is age thirty two. And I think for me the over overarching idea of the issue is you can't choose your family. Uh, so it deals a lot with, like, family issues and more specifically, like, uh, Bra's relationship to his father and how kind of complicated and, like, tumultuous it is. So the beginning starts with the end. You kind of get that, like, slight glimpse into, like, the blood splattering and how Bra's life is going to end. And then you kind of get a flash into what his day was like before that. And you kind of find out that it was his birthday and that he had kind of been angry the whole day because the spotlight wasn't necessarily on him like he had wanted to. And there's a few little uh, threads of the story that start here that kind of go throughout the whole series. Um, The idea that Braz is a little miracle to his mother and that kind of gets explained more so down the line you just kind of get that idea that she's really important or he's really important and something really big happened when he was born um and kind of just like the idea that we always remember like the trivial things in life um and then there's also a thread of like all of the obituaries bras rights and kind of um one certain character like a character one certain man that I mean, he it would be a character yeah that he writes an obituary about called uh, an artist called Shlomo and he's kind of a a thread throughout the series as well
1: which is again one of those like trivial things that kind of happens in his life but mm-hmm. it keeps making reappearances yeah
0: yeah which is kind of the nice little like thing about this book is kind of like pops up with those like I suppose almost real life sort of things like
1: oh yeah because it it may seem like insignificant to you but like it is a big part of the story that you don't realize until you like get to the end. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Um, but there's a very strong parallel between like dads and sons and how sometimes you take those char- characteristics of your. Your parents, or the person maybe who helps shape you, so to speak, because they're constantly around you, and you don't realize you're picking up on these habits or these things, and you really are
1: uh, an example. <laughs> <laughs> like for him, anyway, it's the uh, the smoking. Yeah, the, the smoking the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think maybe the the your notes here. Um, you know death is a part of life uh i know in that issue um he talks about like he writes these uh obituaries and stuff so people he can help people remember who they were when they were still alive yeah that's what how i, I read remember. that anyway yeah um and then reminding of his past like feeling carefree um when he was still able to you know like travel and do what he wanted to do before he started getting to the writing which is, you know, that vicious cycle where it yeah. just keeps going. Um, that was how I read it and anyway. no, how sense. I interpreted yeah, it. Yeah, no, I,
0: I would suppose that is probably correct. Yeah, Either that or you're just, you know, taking a lot more out of my notes than I, even De- I could. <laughs> I'm very intuitive. Uh, but then the whole issue ends with uh, Bra's death at 32. Um, he gets shot at a bar before going to his dad's... Uh, I guess like a commencement ceremony of some sort. Yeah like an awards thing. Yeah um that's on his birthday it's a pretty heavy issue overall I think. Oh yeah well and I think what makes it really heavy is
1: um it's again that reoccurring theme of like you can't choose your family because Bross is dealing with those complicated feelings when it comes to his dad you know winning those that award on his birthday like getting the focus taken away from him and it's supposed to be his day and then the The gunman who ends up killing him is the nephew of the bar owner that Bras mm-hmm. is in, and that's the thing that the the, the nephew says it. Yeah, he says you can't you choose, choose your family. family. And I, I think you know, like as Bras is dying, that's the one thing that he's dealing with is like, yeah, you can't choose your family. And maybe he just wasn't as upset at that moment mm-hmm. because you know it's his dad. Yeah. It is a very, very heavy issue. Uh, when I first picked it up to read it, I had no idea what I was getting into because I didn't read about it beforehand. I just had kind of a, a vague idea of what the book was about, and um, it I cried Oh yeah. for like 10 minutes, and then I waited two weeks before I
0: picked it up to read the next issue. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember, yeah, the first time I read this, I, I cried really hard. And almost every single issue. And I don't know if it was, like, out of sadness or if it was just out of, like... <laughs> I, think I think it's just, just relatability. Like,
1: you're 32, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I am 32. Yeah. Man, that's, like, every part of this book has, like, those slight, like, slight bits of, like, familiarity. Like, mm-hmm. when I first read it, I was, like, being really young and carefree. So, like, I could relate to, like you know the next issue a little bit more and kind of wanting to like do these things and like have these big dreams and it is like I think each issue focuses in such a way where you're yeah you can easily take it in and it just hits it hits home on so many different levels just because it is real it is real life at its core like we've all felt the feelings that are portrayed in this
1: book. And there, it's just, it's done so well that honestly it could have, there didn't have to be words. Not really. And like reverse, like I could have read it as an actual book without the art and like, I still would have got the same feeling.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, The second time I read this, like I, I read this the day before Father's Day. And that really definitely fucked me up a lot just because I don't have like a relationship with my father and I don't have a dad so to speak so it was just like fuck yeah it hits a lot harder when you don't have a fucking dad (laughs) just like man this this sucks and that's like one of the through lines throughout the book that is something where it's hard to relate it's like something I understand And Because I obviously understand that completely, Mm -hmm. too, because I also do not have a father, so. Well, I suppose the narrative could also be, you know, switched to, like, having a mother and, like, that sort of thing. But it's, I don't know, it's still different.
1: Yeah. So I was reading it as, like, you know, Bras, as a man, is having these complicated, like, family issues with his father. Whereas, like, I am a woman, and I've always had, like, complicated, or very rough relationship with my mother so reading it and putting myself in his spot but with my own kind of changes to it like I think that's why how I was able to relate to it is and that's probably why it was like hitting so hard when I read it is because like I don't have a good relationship with my mother Mm -hmm. and when I put myself in his place and try to like deal with his the way that, like, I would deal with mine, and it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's hard, which is probably why it made me cry. <laughs> well, that, and I, I, I think I started my period <laughs> that day. <laughs> I also just cry all the time. Uh, there's
0: nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I cry at least once a day. <laughs> I don't, I don't see any problems. All right, here we go. This is issue number two of Day Tripper. I find this to be a fairly confusing issue, just because you don't necessarily know when he dies in within the issue. You kind of do, but kind of don't at the same time. I feel like, yeah, it's one of those that just kind of like he's there and then he's not, mm-hmm. and it kind of it's very vague.
1: But I like that it's kind of open to your interpretation. Yeah, because it dies. it also
0: in that that flows very well into the next issue so maybe that's why they left it so open Mm -hmm. almost anyway (laughs) to continue so in this issue him and jorge go on a trip to salvador which is kind of their coming to age trip and within this you learn that braz has really unique dreams um that are fairly constant throughout his life and kind of flow into who he is as a person I feel like a little bit uh this also kind of brings out the idea of being alone and isolating yourself and kind of getting caught up in life and letting it move too fast and not slowing down and enjoying those moments and being just being and and within this issue he also meets Alinda which is kind of the first love of his life or the the one he thinks will always be in his life um it's his first fake love yeah 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 um and within this issue you learn a lot about her and how she kind of interprets bras and kind of how she shapes him to enjoy different things later on in life uh he invites her along while they're in salvador on their trip uh and he's you know fairly focused on after this trip finding a job doing those things and Alinda kind of brings to the forefront that jobs don't make people who they are uh their hobbies and their actions tell you who they are and that you don't need to appreciate somebody's I guess position in life via their job and maybe more so those things and actions that they truly enjoy their character their character. Yeah. and all that that brings uh within this issue there's a lot of really I'm trying to think of the right word really like in-depth looks at like Brazilian culture and uh they're f- celebrating I'm gonna f- I'm gonna just mutilate this but uh I'm on Day we 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 did it early oh I am an (laughs) yade. anyway so this is a goddess of the sea and part of the idea of this issue which is also it just why I'm saying it draws from Brazilian culture so much is she is the spirit of the sea and she draws people to her and that's they say that's why people drown in the sea is because she's calling to them and they are trying to find her and within this issue this is also how bras dies is because at least this might be the confusing part but i think they're just trying to put that like cultural aspect and mythology into the story as well but she calls him into the sea and he ends up drowning and and dying at age 21. i do
1: like that um it's kind of off topic but kind of not because it kind of deals with that too like brayden and i were just actually having this conversation earlier about how there's like two types of people essentially because we were discussing him and how he deals with time Mm -hmm. um there's like the type of person who they focus more on like in the moment things and they don't think about things that are happening in the future and then the opposite where people who are so focused on you know the future and Mm -hmm. like what one action will do to their life in days or months from now don't ever focus on what's happening in the now yeah and I think that's very interesting it has to do with like dopamine and serotonin and shit. <laughs> it was from a movie
0: I don't yeah know, but... I mean I think it's really interesting too because I feel like there can be a balance it's just mm-hmm. trying I'm trying to find that and I when you say that I feel like in my past I was always very some very much somebody who was just like living in the now and allowing myself to just like do shit without worrying about what was affecting me in the future I'm in the future now. It fucking sucks. (laughs) I made some decisions that ruin shit for me. So, like, now I'm a little more grounded as well as trying to keep that balance of being like, well, regardless, I still need to do those things that are kind of spontaneous and will change the course of my life. Right. (laughs) No, I get that because I I was kind of the same way, but, like,
1: now my... I, I want to say it's just my anxiety is too out of control that I always have to break apart things that I'm doing in the moment and mm-hmm. see how they could affect later on. That's why I can't do, like, spur the moment plans. I have to plan them out beforehand. Oh, yeah. And it's not because, you know, I don't want to do them. It's just because I'm like, okay, well, I had things going on this day If and I don't know how long it's going to go. And if I do this for a certain amount of time, then I won't have time to do
0: this. Then I won't get to bed until this time. And then, yeah, it just spirals <laughs> and it's insane. Because I'm very much, you know, routine person. Yeah. I'm like, yes,
1: this is how I do my life. I'm a a creature of habit (laughs) and if something, and and I'm also a control freak. (laughs) So if something does not go the way that I want it to, I panic and I I spiral into a weird mental breakdown and I can't, I can't get out of it. And I think this is what Olinda helps Bras with is
0: like this idea that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I want my Olinda, but I don't, I don't. She's a little too carefree, yeah. and then after this issue, it just very much, you know, it. The third issue acts like this issue. He did not die, and kind of flows in really, really well. It's one of my favorite uh, two issues that kind of do that, like mm-hmm. flow very just like it's not choppy. It's just like, oh yeah, if he did live, yeah, if he had come out of that festival or whatever, mm-hmm. this is what would have happened.
1: Yeah, so I do. I do think that is a really good transition because not all the other ones transition
0: like that because it mm-mm. goes from like twenty eight to like five. Yeah, so some of them can be a little jarring, but mm-hmm. I think this this flow works really well. And I'm sure I feel like part of the reason they did that, and I believe I read a, a little interview with them where they talk about the setup of Day Tripper. I think the way they did that is just so that people would get the idea and not and pick up the issues better because you know single issues it's a lot harder i think to like get that and i think they did a really good job of just like the flow Mm -hmm. making sense for them on a month-to-month basis all right that's all i actually have to say about that i think all right so now we're going to talk about day tripper issue number three which braz is age 28 and it begins with his breakup with Olinda, who he met in chapter
1: chapter two. Chapter two. I'm just trying to get the age. Is it 22? Uh, 21.
0: 21. Oh, yep, there it is. Chapter two. Age 21. So he has known her for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a thread throughout, kind of, the book. After this, there's several threads. I like to. Kind of call them out so you can just kind of see them uh so this is a thread and it follows if he hadn't died in issue number two which every issue kind of ends with his death but the next issue almost picks up with if he hadn't died and if it doesn't it kind of you just see where it goes i suppose yeah where it could have gone yeah this issue kind of deals with the emptiness you feel after heartbreak and when you're super unsure of what to do in your life kind of holds no meaning like you've held so much stake in a person for so long that you've kind of forgotten who you are
1: right because again this is the relationship has been going on for seven years
0: now in his 20s so that's kind of that's yeah that's the thick of it yeah. that's when you're just kind of like Your brain is starting to expand and, like, grow, and you're trying to find who you are as a person. Continues the idea of being alone. I think in issue two, they, like, they very much focus on him kind of wanting to be by himself or, like, not knowing his place in the world and kind of shows him looking for love. And not knowing where to find it, and not necessarily like looking for it, but just feeling emptiness without having somebody else. He goes to a Shlomo exhibit titled "Lola." All of the photos are artwork artwork of different lovers from of Shlomo's, but captioned with the same name of Lola. Uh, so it's kind of this idea of. You may have different loves throughout your life, but maybe you only have this one true love. Shlomo is a thread throughout Day Tripper as well. If you remember in issue one, Braz was writing a obituary about Shlomo, who has just had so many lovers. And it, you know, all of his lovers have nothing but good things to say about him, but... He can only think of Lola. (laughs) After all of this like heartbreak and heart wrench that Braz has been going through, a year later, he's seeking comforts in the small things. Cups of coffee, just good music. You know, those things that just always make you feel right when everything seems wrong. And when he's looking for something to eat, he sees a girl and he realizes that in this single moment of his life this is what he's going to moment for remember forever is just seeing this one woman but he has already left the store so he decides to run back to say something to her and gets hit by a car and that is his death
1: I was flipping through it as you were going over your notes Ugh. I
0: I really this is an issue I super enjoy just because of the idea of how how heavy heartbreak can be and how just like life changing it can seem even when it's not.
1: And it happens so
0: fast too. Yeah. Like you don't even
1: have time to register what is happening, and then it's just there. Yeah. And I think that's very important too because it with those types of situations you do have to make like split decisions. As he did, and it cost him his
0: life. Yeah, and I just, uh, there's so much to say. Like, there, like every issue of this book just says something so different about like every piece of life you go through, and I think that that's why I love it so much. Oh yeah,
1: because even if you haven't experienced the things that he's experienced yet, the way that it reads is like you can still relate to, like, the feeling of it. And I think that's why I like it so much, is, like, I'm not 75 years old, but that chapter of him, Mm -hmm. I related to a lot of the feelings that he had in there. And I just... I'm glad that they were able to capture it in the way that they did, because I've never read another book like this.
0: (laughs) No, I've also never read a book like this. I love giving this to people because I feel like it just... It weirdly changed my life. Like, I don't know of another, like, comic book that I've read that I feel, like, so strongly about. And whenever I see somebody take this, I'm just like, I don't know if you... Are you ready for this? Yeah, I was... When you gave it to me, I
1: apparently was not ready for it. (laughs) Because this... It also changed my life. I have never... I've cried over certain events that have happened, like in some comic books, but not like ugly, gross sobbing like I was when I read this. I had to hide behind the counter at work because I was snotting all I over the place. You. I know. I know. And I made that mistake. I was like, I have friends here. I can do it without crying. And the second that I like got to the that one chapter that destroys me every time, I was on the ground like crying and Dave was like, oh no, because he thought... Someone had died. And then you're like, no, I'm reading day trip." All I did was this. And he said, oh, no.
0: (laughs) So, yes, it is. It's very hard. I feel like it's like a curse that I give to people, like give people this as a gift. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's important. I think it's important because if nothing else, the main message and the main thing I love taking out of this book is just like, everyone and everything is important like it doesn't matter
1: every little mundane thing that you think is not significant matters
0: yeah and it's I think that's the thing that keeps me from being a sad sack of shit sometimes (laughs) if that makes sense like maybe I don't think anything good about myself but somebody else might you're you're killing me
1: (laughs) I mean I relate but you're you're my
0: favorite fucking person (laughs) but same but like I think that's like an important thing is like a lot of us suffer in different ways but I think from like thinking about those things and you know we have such a hard time coming to those realizations having something like this is just like
1: yeah it's also it's comforting to know that like you're not alone like everything that you feel someone else feels too yeah and I think I don't know that was that was a very comforting thing for me because being able to relate to again like the feelings that he goes through throughout this entire book was like identical to things that I go through every day yeah just felt good knowing that like it's not a real person but I think it's a realistic look on everybody's lives and what everyone goes
0: through. Yeah, for sure. So this is day trip issue number four. Braz is 41 years old. To me, the big idea of this issue is life and birth, just because that's basically how it begins and basically how it ends. The beginning of this issue, Braz and his wife are leaving for the hospital to have a baby, They find their mom, like Braz's mother there, which is surprising since they weren't able to call them. Mm -hmm. And as they're getting into the hospital, Braz finds out that his father has died. So while Braz is having a baby, he's also dealing with the death of his father and feeling really like utterly alone because, you know, he doesn't want to tell his wife that this has happened yet. And his mother is basically telling him to enjoy this moment and not necessarily think about it.
1: Which is impossible. That's that's such a weird situation to be in. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, as all of this is happening, he's having these memories of his father. And one of these memories is finding out that he has a sister who is his half-sister and is part of a why am I blanking on words, affair that... An affair. An affair that Roz's father had at some point. And they're around the same age, too. Yeah, they're around the same age. I would say she's probably younger by quite a few, like, not a quite a few years, but at least a few years. Right. Uh, and so he was just, he remembers this memory of he be, him being just, like, extremely angry at her for existing because she also has shown up at at this hospital just trying to expressed her sadness for what has happened. Right, almost like he doesn't feel like she deserves to be sad because
1: she's the reason, you know, yeah. why why his father strayed, you know, like that kind of thing cuz his family was not as happy as he thought it was. Yeah, so
0: he's dealing with like these memories of her seeing her here and just trying to balance this idea of who his father is in his mind, I think. Um as he's just doing all of this, he doesn't want to leave, but his mother is just like, Please go and get this gown that was your father's. It's very important that the baby wear this gown. Ludicrous, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Ludicrous wore it too. <laughs> Ludicrous wore it too. <laughs> yes, he did. Can you imagine? Yes. That'd be awesome. I know. I wouldn't be really into that. Uh, And as he's at home kind of reminiscing in his father's uh, office where as a kid he played, uh, you know, kind of seeing his father as a writer and he's just in this room kind of, I guess, feeling all of these memories. He dies of a heart attack, which continues this parallel between Braz and his father and the things they have in common. And i guess just the commonality of where you can life. try to
1: be completely different from someone but you know when you're raised by them you're going to pick up qualities and characteristics and habits that they had as well and
0: lead very similar lives yeah. without even
1: realizing it
0: yeah i this issue i have mixed feelings on part of me is just like yeah i really really like this issue and i think it's more so i like the idea of this issue it's a little more I don't want to say hokey's not the right word, but kind of too love-filled, I guess.
1: In a sense, yeah, I do.
0: It it does seem kind of mushy. Yeah, and just like a family aspect. And then the next issue also deals with family aspects. So I Mm -hmm. suppose those go hand-in-hand in in that way. But Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't necessarily like that. I did kind of like the idea of him... Dealing with this idea of who his father is and then, like, dealing with his anger at his father having another child and kind of taking it out on somebody else without necessarily, like, meaning to. Right. And having to kind of deal with that. When Yeah, when you're just so full of anger and you don't know who to, like,
1: direct it to, it comes out at the wrong times at the wrong people because mm-hmm. that's just who is there to receive it yeah yeah
0: and i know i did a bad job of explaining that whole part but i don't, i thought you did fine okay i <laughs> just want to make it clear he saw her at the hospital and he met her at a different time in the past mm-hmm. he met her previously <laughs> he is aware of her existence <laughs> uh and i think that's all i have really about that unless you have anything else no you did did it all okay you, you are Allie McBeal.
1: i don't know if that was the right reference i just i don't really either i know she's a lawyer she did it all <laughs> she did she was you are liz lemon
0: <laughs> that's probably closer to the truth yeah where are my cheeky tendies where are my tendies my mozzarella sticks. Where are all my brown <laughs> foods? I need them stat. This is issue number five of Date Tripper. Bras is eleven in this issue. This issue focuses a lot on family and firsts, and kind of just being together and figure figuring out loving each other. Yes, it is a very. Um...
1: I guess technically easy to read issue of this comic, but for someone who has never had like a solid family relationship, it kind of just flies overhead. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good
0: way to describe it anyway. So in this issue, he goes to a family reunion and basically everybody, a family in the family is there cousins, aunts, uncles, just anyone you can think of that is somehow related to them. is all, they're all there. Uh, Within this issue, you also learn all about how Braz is a little miracle. This is where that story is told. And you learn about how he was born during a blackout. And they were kind of afraid that he wasn't going to survive. But he does. And that is why he is a little miracle. There is more to that story, but you must read the book. Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. uh, So... Usually, every time at the family reunion, the way they make it seem is that Braz's mother always just retells this story to the Mm -hmm. family members, regardless of how many times they've heard it. Uh, Braz also has his first kiss, which is one of his cousins. She cute, though. Yeah. And then Braz is just really determined to fly a kite. Which I think is – that part is very
1: relatable because I remember being young and, like, having a kite and being like, I'm going to get this and, like, never giving up on it. Never got to fly. But there wasn't any wind that day. I'm just an idiot (laughs) and I was trying to get it. So I think the determination of him as a child gives more insight into him as, like, an adult Yeah. with that stupid kite.
0: So he decides to fly a kite and, unfortunately, it is in an area with electrical wires (laughs) And he murders himself via electrocution as an eleven-year-old child. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this. I mean, that one. There really isn't a lot to say
1: about that one. It it basically it gives a little more, I guess, insight into Brazilian culture when it comes to like family and like reunions and yeah. how close everyone is in that aspect. And then that's really it. I mean, you get, like, the basic part where, you know, the the first and then yeah. the death and stuff. But other than that, there it's there's not much substance in that one. Because I think it was just giving a look into the story of how, why he is called the Little Miracle. Yeah, yeah. And then he
0: <laughs> blacks out. Gotta do this.
1: <laughs> Gotta fly this kite so bad. Think uh, Thomas Edison. <laughs>
0: is that who did it or was that George Washington? No, George Washington was a president. Who flew the kite with the key on it? Benjamin Franklin. Okay.
1: I couldn't remember who the name... You know what? I was like six when that story was told to me the first time. (laughs) All I knew was they wore a powdered wig. That was it. Okay, so we are on chapter six. Bras is 33 in this chapter, and I like to call this one plane crash. There's a plane crash in this chapter. It's Tam Flight. 3905 it was actually inspired by a real life crash of tam flight 3054 which was the deadliest aviation accident in brazilian history it happened on july 7 2007 181 passengers died Jesus. and there were 12 deaths on the ground i feel like that is important to mention because while the overall theme of the book was not inspired by real events there are events throughout the book that, that were inspired really real? by real things yes yeah. So in this chapter, there's the plane crash. um, And Bros is now a writer. He does the obituaries and stuff. So he is tasked with writing all obituaries for the 93 victims. While this is happening, he is thinking about his friend Jorge, his best friend, who is down in Rio. Uh, He hasn't heard from him in a while. um, So he considers him missing and is really worried the entire time. When he, there are some, you know, flashbacks to Jorge and his relationship and stuff with Bras. I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read through this. I was just really excited to tell you the real event. Mm -hmm. So you notice like throughout the the book, Jorge is an emotional support for Bras during the, the big moments in his life. But one of the things that Jorge says in one of the flashbacks is, do something with your life, something that matters. So he finally hears from bras or i mean jorge i'm getting all mixed up anyway so he <laughs> makes he makes this decision to go down to rio to find jorge and on the way there is when he dies in a car accident
0: mm-hmm. is this the issue where he also writes all of the obituaries for the or they talk about the obituaries he wrote yes. for all this plane crash yes oh yeah yeah there's, there's like a
1: yeah, there's like a big majority of them. So yeah, that is another theme throughout this chapter is like while he's thinking about Jorge, he's he has to write these obituaries for all these people who had died, like families and stuff. And mm-hmm. he constantly thinks about Jorge because what if he had to like write his obituary, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, going back to the do something with your life, something that matters. I think that kickstarts another revelation i guess within bras that jorge has inspired and that is another theme with jorge throughout the book is just how he almost like breathes life into bras like if they would not have become friends bras would not have like stepped out of his comfort zone to do the things that he wanted to do yeah yeah
0: no that's that's very true and i i guess that is like also a very strong through line is like how important friendships are it's not just all about family but just how how important those friends you keep dear to you are Mm -hmm. and you know even this this particular chapter springboards into the next chapter which is just full of full of that sort of thing and I think I don't know even the idea you know of how much Roz is worrying about Jorge while he's like not in contact with him whenever you have somebody who means anything to you and On whatever level, like, I think friendship especially, it's just when you're worried, it just, it rips you apart almost. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also part of how bras use that feeling of missing Jorge to write those obituaries Mm -hmm. and write the feelings within them. Having a friend go silent is rough. (laughs) Yeah, no, it sucks. And it's like, it's one of those things where you just i know i know both of us have had had those things happen so it's it sucks (laughs) and it's one of the it's so hard and just heart-wrenching because you you just want to know and and then i think it's the not knowing that really gets to you
1: yeah and i want to read kind of the last part that they say because i i feel like in the chapters where jorge is mentioned they mostly have to do with like friendship and like the things that you would do for friends and how far you would go to like help someone you love so after Braz hears from jorge he calls him and they have a conversation that kind of worries him a little bit um nothing serious is really said it's just i guess what isn't said so that's why he decides to go drive down to Rio to go see his friend because mm-hmm. he's, he's worried so this is kind of the narration in the last part Jorge was alive maybe he was still in Rio it didn't really matter that was all the information bras needed to go after him Jorge was his best friend and that's what friends do they care they find each other and stick together when things get rough friends are worth every effort friends matter and then he dies <laughs> he gets into yeah. an accident <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny no it's really not but i didn't how uh, us to like segue into that he, he's he died he gets in a car crash while he's going there thinking about how important this friendship is to him and this event does lead into the next story which also is very Jorge heavy. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about it?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's let's just ruin my feelings in yep. one fucking go. Well, you know, we do
1: have to talk about, like, you know, relatability. <laughs> <laughs> like. Okay, so the next chapter is is 38. He has become an author just like his father. This is after all of the plane crash obituaries. He becomes kind of noticed. This one also has a lot of flashbacks to when he met Jorge, who, again, is his best friend. Um, He sends Bras a postcard after years of silence. I think it's like five years, Mm -hmm. something like that. And it makes Bras feel like something is wrong because one of the things that he says in the postcard is, I can't do it without you. Bras doesn't know what that means. So he immediately, you know, starts packing his bag. He's going to go down there and he's actually going to find his friend and he's going to help him because he knows that he needs help at this point. His wife tries to talk him out of going, like, not because she doesn't care, but because she doesn't want Brass to go down there only to realize, like, nothing was actually wrong because apparently Jorge has done this before. His wife worries about that. While Bras's life has become more defined, Jorge's lost all definition, and Bras realizes that when he gets down there and finally finds him. Jorge's mental health issues, addiction, and other problems that caused him to remove himself from society, because he won't or can't ask for help. This one is a very, very hard chapter to read, especially if you have a friend that you desperately want to help, but they just don't know how to help themselves. It's a very one-sided relationship, despite the fact that you two may, like, love each other. Oh, yeah. You know? And this one is especially hard because Jorge is the one that kills Bros, which I thought was a very interesting way to end it, because through all the flashbacks, you see Jorge almost giving Bros life, like, sending him on these, Mm -hmm, like, journeys and mm -hmm. adventures. So it seems very fitting, I guess, that Jorge would be the one to kill him strangely like yeah. ironic. I right. Guess. That's yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it.
0: Yeah, no, this this is the particular issue that absolutely ruins me every single time I read it. And I think it's for me personally one of those issues because I've had so many friends that I've I've watched go down paths that I wanna like save them from. And it just seems so so plausible at the same time, you know. I wanted to read the obituary, but I started tearing up already. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't give away every. Part I just. Of the book. I know.
1: I just. I just wanted to read that like last part.
0: Okay, I'll do it if I can. Okay. He was 38 and died because he believed in friendship. I think emotionally that can happen and i think even in friendships you know your friendships kind of die at the same time mm-hmm. and it's I don't... just a matter of
1: knowing or not knowing mm-hmm. when it's done when yeah when it's like over and that's i think the part that bros struggles with is he just doesn't know
0: yeah and i th- and it's hard with friends it's oh, harder yeah. it's harder with friends i think than with someone you're in an actual relationship because there's something about friendship that is so deep seated. Mhm. You've shared more information than maybe even you've shared with a lot of other people and to just break that off and just like realize that's done is just so hard. It kills a part of you. Yeah. Yeah, I know it really does. And I don't know if that's what they were going for, but at its core, that is kind of what it is. Honestly, I'm making this up right now. Like Toxic friendships are just... can be the death of you. They can ruin you. Oh, you yeah. If you, you use too much of yourself to just try to save someone, you can't. And it's hard even
1: to identify when someone is toxic when you've known them for as long as you have. And especially mm-hmm. when you've missed out on big chunks of time because you just, you just don't know. I feel like those kind of friendships like Bras and Jorge oh, yeah. is different because when you're with someone every day and you feel the toll that they take on you, that's different than only hearing or seeing from someone once every five years. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think there's something about their lives too before this, like time missing that became so intertwined, you mm-hmm. know, they went through that, like, push of like youngness like in their early 20s and being so like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and then like to go into these jobs and like places that make them kind of mundane so to speak and it's also
1: hard when you are best friends with someone who doesn't really move forward
0: like bras is getting he's trying his best to do what else he can in life and yeah yeah, and Jorge is just kind of stuck in this like mentality of you know how when they were on their trip when they were younger Mm -hmm. he's very much just like still in that mindset of like I'm still young and I can go and do these things and and at some at some point as old as this it makes me sound you have to like kind of ground yourself yeah you have to figure out what you really want in life you can't and if you don't, you can just kind of like flippantly do it, and lead it. Mm-hmm. but you might find something you truly love to do. Sorry, that chapter is really heavy. <laughs> the chapter is rough. That's no. why
1: I haven't done the next one, because the next one is the one that destroys me.
0: Yeah, no, that issue is also rough, but like the, yeah, and this is the issue that does it to me, and mm-hmm. I think it, each issue does it in a different way too, because they just as we've always said, they're so relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so easy to just be like, oh, I know this point in my life. Like, even chapter 33, I'm at 32. I'm almost 33. Like, I'm almost there, dog. Right. Even this, like, it's... I think
1: that's also another good thing, like, a message that I hadn't even, like, thought about it until just now is, like, he doesn't get his dream job until he's, like, almost 38 years old. Like, it takes him forever to... To get to the point where he's doing what he actually wants to do and you know i like that message yeah i like that this is uh chapter eight age 47. he is 47 in this one so in this chapter Brass is not in it at all the focus on this one is more or less his wife and his family which in any of the other chapters, they've kind of been in the shadows. So in this one, their, their roles are very, very much reversed, um, which I feel like is significant for the story itself. Within this chapter, the only communication you have with Bros is through cell phone messages, handwritten notes, emails, and voicemails. Uh, he always writes to his kid, and because he prefers doing that as a writer, which yeah. I, I feel like he mentioned in this chapter, he he kind of became a man via his own writing. He carved his own place against the strongest influence in his life, which was his dad. And he becomes less withdrawn and more in touch with his family. I feel like it's more of a, a transitional chapter. It kind of talks a lot about how we're never really fully ourselves. And even though he isn't in there, uh, it, it kind of touches on how, you know, not just him I feel like people in general be kind of they kind of become echoes of their parents examples for him in this is you know he he does carry his father around wherever he goes the long absences from his family Mm -hmm. which his dad did Uh, he smokes his dad's cigarettes his whole you know writing the literary world and then there's also a a very kind of important scene where Braz's own son goes into his writing room which is something that you know he had done to his dad when they were younger when he was younger which is also I think just very important because the the room is where his dad had ended up dying and yeah. when his kid goes into his own writing room it's like this mystical place where his his dad kind of exists as a phantom yeah since he's not always there kind of um, that echo. yeah this is the first chapter you get to see everyone live without bras his death does happen off screen previously in any of the other chapters you would kind of see his actions and try to make sense of them and this you don't get that at all you just kind of get how his family exists without him while he's still there like in the background I really love this chapter (laughs) Um, I thought the significance of you know there's when he when he passes away there's an entire blackout you don't get to see anything which I thought was really cool considering he was born during a blackout and that's that is how he died it is really a full circle death I wrote that full circle (laughs) death this this man he had learned to become present in his own life he sees his own life and when he is not present with his family um he dreamed big he he hoped deep thoughts hoped deep thoughts <laughs> that's a weird one struggled to fill his life with joy and passion and surround himself by people and things he loved and he he died suddenly when he was far away from those very things that gave him life this chapter is uh very heavy <laughs>
0: yeah no, it's... i think it's particularly heavy because of its kind of thought of like what it would be like to lose like a parent or like a a loved one that's so close to you and like so constant in your life even you know he left his little mark on on his family through like those writings and those things that like he kept close to them and I just think that like this particular like issue is so Poignant in that and that that aspect of it is just like how life kind of moves on even when you're not there, and how it's gonna move on even once you are gone.
1: <laughs> sorry this, I I was like when I was writing this down, I was tearing up again. So I'm still kind of <laughs> dealing with that feeling where you're like about to cry but you don't, so you have like that pressure in your sinuses.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I wrote the, down this quote. I don't, I don't remember what it, uh, <laughs> the more we try to elude the past, the more the past comes to embrace us, the, uh, again, with, like, the, the whole full circle thing, and how, you know, life kind of goes on, even if we don't, if we aren't there to experience it anymore, at the end of the chapter, when he does end up, you know, dying, and they find out that he had passed away, they, it ends with them getting, like, a new dog, mm-hmm. um, a little puppy which you know life does go on <laughs> unfortunately
0: yeah yeah I yeah I mean we're not guaranteed anything and I don't know. this book weirdly hits that home in a very like strange way as well as like making you embrace all of the the good and bad parts of life I mean if you're taking it in as I think you should <laughs>
1: Yeah, and again, I'm sure we had mentioned this before. There's something oddly comforting about it, about knowing that, you know, these are things that you cannot change, but everyone experiences it.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like when it happens. Right.
1: Okay, so this is chapters uh, 9 and 10. We are going to be combining them because they are essentially one story. They kind of go into it. Um, So chapter 9 is called Dream, and it... I interpret it as, I've said this like three times now, um, Braz's life kind of flashing before his eyes. Uh, he goes through different chapters of his life that were covered in the book, but it's conversations that he's having with certain people. So um, his that whole chapter nine to me is him like getting home, mm-hmm. like getting through all of this to get to where he needs to be, which is with his wife, which is
0: Anna? I believe that is correct. Did you write it down? I did. Anna,
1: yes. Um, he's getting to his wife, to Anna. Um, like every every moment in his life that he went through, every painful memory that he had, all leads up to this one moment, which is the last chapter, which is seventy six, age seventy six. Yeah, he's he's at the the doctor. Um, he's getting an MRI, and he finds out that he has brain tumors. Um, he decides that he doesn't want to go through any more treatments, because, which kind of alludes that he has been dealing with this previously or at least something similar. Like it was in remission. Yeah. And it's come back. Yeah, so he decides to stop treatment. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He just wants to go home. He doesn't want to suffer anymore. So he, uh, he ends up going home to Anna, which who ends up being his home. Um, she helped him to find – who he is in so many, so many different ways. Um, after you know so many years together, we as the readers understand their devotion to each other and their love. Um, there's a, a nice little part there that I just love so much where they set their watches to the same time, and it kind of you know lets us know like how in sync they are, just as you know, not just a married couple, but just as people and
0: mm-hmm.
1: different parts to each other. Um, she is his equal. Um he tells her that she he isn't going to be seeking treatment for his cancer anymore and she isn't upset or anything she understands completely and you just that glimpse of how much love there is between them and acceptance and stuff is just ugh it's it's a lot. Um but within that chapter he writes a um a letter to his son um and he's reading the chapter. (laughs) Or
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm like all emotional.
1: Um, he's he's reading the letter to his son and basically explaining, you know, um, at the end of you know at the end of your days, what were the most important days of your life? And he kind of comes to the conclusion that it's it's home, it's your family, and that's that's who you are. And my favorite line of this entire entire book is only when you accept that one day you'll die can you let go and make the best out of life and I think that goes back to what Champ and I talked about with the whole you know when you're so focused in the moment you don't think about the future and when you're thinking about the future you never think about things that are happening in the moment and I think another very important part of this is mentioning again the love that he has with his wife is like peace can be found in anywhere as long as you have it with someone at least you have someone to like share it with which he always had Anna to share
0: that with and and then he dies. <laughs> uh, I like how we always laugh after something that's I know. Not it's, funny. We're because we, we just don't know how to react, so we just we just laugh. Yeah, but. it's
1: um. I think that's a it's a very good conclusion though to the story. The the letter that he does write his son because he goes over, you know, what everyone deals with. I assume anyway in their final days, and it's not just acceptance of death. It's acceptance of all the things that had happened, and you know, looking back at you know things that had seemed bad at the time just definitely helped shape who you were in that moment and how you can appreciate it and how you can accept what had happened and you know move on with it i just i don't know i really
0: like that chapter i think it's a really good ending chapter it, it is a really great ending and i think it just does it does a really great job of pulling every idea within the book into its end and giving you something that's incredibly satisfying and also just like incredibly emotional even you know listening to you talk about it and probably also feel like feeling you get emotional but also like knowing within that chapter just how much does happen yeah it's it's a lot and it's really it's really interesting and I liked uh, I
1: don't know because I know everyone deals with death and especially their own death very differently but I I love the way that Bras you see him like as a small child and then you know with his father's death and stuff just trying to accept that he had a very hard time accepting that and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was just because he had that strained relationship with his father or if it happened you know because when his son was being born like there were so many different things that attributed to the way that he felt to that but when it came to his own death And, you know, leaving his kid and leaving his wife behind, he had this grace as Mm -hmm. he was leaving that I don't think a lot of people have. And I think that every chapter, everything that happened in the books leading up to that helped him and his acceptance in dying. And the fact that it got to be his decision, whereas Mm -hmm. like everything else that every other death of his that happened in the book was not Not his choice at
0: all. It just happened. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think I just wanted to touch a little bit on like, because I do think this brings family and like having a significant other into the forefront really hard. And I think that can make people really bummed out, which honestly, I think the thing I, I have especially learned throughout life is that you can make your own family and surrounding yourself with those people who do really mean a lot to you and can change things that is your family you don't have to have like those blood relatives and I think that can also be interpreted within that book in this way and I don't think you know you have to necessarily have a significant other as long as you share that sort of like emotional connection or even just any sort of friendship with anybody on any deep level where you feel like you can kind of open up and tell them anything and you know have that love for somebody and that love and respect for somebody who also has that love and respect for you
1: i agree 100% i always felt like family is you know the people who love and accept you and help you grow into the best version of yourself mm mm-hmm. because if you're if you're growing together then you are a family. And yeah. again, it doesn't have to be blood. It can just be someone you know, your friend, your best friend. But I have a huge family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I just, like, I think that's, like, something that can be just a huge disconnect within this book for other people mm-hmm. and in myself in some aspects. So I think that's something that's super important to keep in mind. Any, any other thoughts? I don't know. I just... I
1: like how the, the book, it doesn't make death scary um, because it is something that we all deal with. Like, we're all going to die at some point, And if you're scared of it, then it's just going to make it harder. Yeah. I think once you accept that, you know, you are going to die, you can actually start living. living
0: yeah. And yeah, that is something the book does a really good job of of telling and doing.
1: Yeah, because I I don't know. I think it's also one of those things going back to the whole, like, living in the moment. Like, when you accept, you know, one day your future is death, you can appreciate everything Mm -hmm. that's happening, like, in the moment, all the spontaneous things. Because no matter what you do, no matter what decisions you make, it's all going to end the same. So just do it. It, Just do what you want to do as
0: long as it doesn't hurt other people right
1: yeah i should have been clear as long as you're not hurting other people live in the moment do what you're gonna do because you're gonna die anyway
0: i mean technically they are too so fuck it all right do what you want to (laughs) do take it all back
1: (laughs) i'm no life coach i you know i can't tell you what to do with your life if you want to hurt someone else just do it because they're gonna die anyway (laughs) i would be the worst life coach ever i would be frank uh <laughs> as a sponsor that's me as a drink coach. more wine like, do whatever you're gonna do I don't care no skin off my dick <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh good uh with that kind of wraps up all of day tripper and I think almost all of what we wanted to say I think personally personally I think you should definitely check this book out I know that we've gone over a lot of the little intricate parts of it and even what the issues are about but taking it in yourself and kind of getting your own ideas is more important
1: yeah i think i personally i do think everyone should read this because it eases at least my fears on death i was just telling someone yesterday that like as me as a person i think about death all day every day And not, like, in a bad way. It's just something that I always think about because I know it's inevitable. There's nothing I can do about it. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just constantly thinking about it. But this book does make me feel better about it.
0: Yeah. And I think it just does a great job on just showing life and love and friendship and all of the in-between of what life can be regardless of where you've been necessarily. Oh, yeah. It does a really good job of that because there
1: are like very very dark moments but it also does a good job of showing the lights like every chapter there's like a good thing that happens and a bad mm-hmm. thing like and i think that is just life you know
0: life and death do go hand in hand <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh and it's also i think can be interpreted slightly different by different people and the way they take in each issue can be different and i know that for you different issues were way more emotional than they were for me personally and i think that goes for basically anybody who's ever read this book but you know we all live different lives yeah but just be prepared for you know a very emotional ride don't read it in public
1: yeah there have been two three three comics that i have legitimately cried while reading day tripper was one of them
0: yeah and i yeah yeah i've definitely cried reading this book and talking about it and mm-hmm. everything in between. Yes, this book makes me very emotional, but it's in
1: in a good way. It not just it fills me with hope. Oh yeah, that is a good way. To yeah. Put it. Anything else? Nope. <laughs> I did my ending. <laughs> like, all right, bullhorn. You you all can see the bullhorn. <laughs> yeah.
0: So thanks for listening. If you made it this far, go check out Day Tripper. We hope to talk about other emotional comics so you can read them and cry with us later yeah we would love that um
1: please come cry with us i need not just a shoulder i need just a
0: human body to cry on get in losers we're gonna go read comics and cry (laughs) get in losers we're going crying